0: Hi, I'm Jesse Pruitt. This is The Light of Hope. Thank you for joining us on this second episode of Season 3. I can't believe we made it to Season (laughs) 3. It just seems like we just started. Uh, But thank God we're here. We've made it to Season 3. And uh, this is our episode number 2 for 2021. Glad to see 2020 go. Aren't you? Yes, yes, yes. I know you are. All right, so we are going to continue, uh, actually finish the second chapter of John. If you're new to the uh, podcast, we are studying through the Gospel of John. Uh, We have reached the uh, second chapter. And we'll be looking at verses 12, basically, verses 12 through 22. Now, the reason we're stopping at 22 is because even though the chapter and verse designations uh, are different, uh, the subject matter for chapter 3 actually begins in John 22, uh, or John chapter 2, verse 23. We'll address that next time. So today we're going to be talking about Christ, the Lord of the temple. Um, our subject matter in this study has been, who is this Jesus? Uh, just to catch you up, Christ the great illuminator, verses 4 and 5 in uh, chapter 1, <clears throat> Christ the godly indweller. Christ the heart gazer or soul gazer, if you want to talk about it that way. You can go back and listen to these and catch up. Christ the devoted son in John chapter 2, 1 through 5. And Christ the wine of joy, which is the one we just uh, recently did. That was the first one, uh, first episode of uh, the new year. And today, Christ the Lord of the temple. Um, <clears throat> We mentioned that uh, last week, and I'm trying to remember to do this because I appreciate when people listen as we as i've said many times and you'll hear me say i'm sure before or or many more times that uh we don't monetize this we're here uh we're not asking for any kind of donations or any of that kind of stuff that's not what we're here for we are here to share the gospel and uh present biblical truth and uh it's all about jesus christ and we hope that it's a blessing to you we have new listeners in france we we uh welcomed them last week in the northwestern part of uh Paris we also uh have listeners in the philippines um among others, and also in Russia. <laughs> I know there's been no there's been no collusion or no interference uh in there, but uh we do have- r- listeners in russia so and I say that not to brag I simply say that to ask you uh if you're a Christian, then I ask you that you would pray for us that we can somehow uh reach and uh, touch the hearts and lives of people. You know, we don't have a, I, I honestly believe this, we don't have a whole lot of time left, my friend. I, I, and if I'm wrong, then I'll just be wrong. and I'll, I'll go to uh, to my grave being wrong, but I'm going to do the best that I can. I believe the Lord has burdened my heart. Uh, why I do this? He's burdened my heart to do the make the most of what I have. And Dr. Falwell used to say all the time that, um, You know, talk about the fourth quarter. (laughs) And I saw something that someone wrote on social media recently reminded me of that. He talked a lot about the fourth quarter. Games are won in the fourth quarter and sometimes in the last couple of minutes. That's true. That is so true. And I believe that in our lives and and, in the life as we know it, I believe we're living in that fourth quarter. Okay, I'm going to get off that because I'm going to run out of time if I don't. Um, John chapter 2, verse 12 uh after this thing's the uh, the the wedding at Cain of Galilee that's what he's talking about. He went down to Capernaum after that he and his mother and his brothers and his disciples and they uh they stayed there for a few days. but in verse thirteen he says the Passover of the Jews was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, notice just uh here it's called the Passover of the Jews in Exodus twelve, the Lord said it was his Passover. Hmm, that's funny. So anyway, um, sometimes (laughs) I'm not criticizing the text. I'm simply saying sometimes we we take stuff that uh, belongs to the Lord and make it our own, don't we? Uh, As long as that's uh, done the right way, that's fine. Uh, Verse 14, he found in the temple those that were selling oxen and sheep and doves and the money changers seated, and he made a scourge of cords and drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen and poured out the coins of the money changers, and overturned their tables. Um, we notice this, that in 16, he says, unto those who were selling the doves, he said to them, Take these things away. Stop making my father's house a house of merchandise. <clears throat> now, I want to, before I forget to mention it, uh, I want us to notice that uh, he treated the people with the doves, selling the doves a little differently and i i am convinced and i may be wrong um but in my humble and accurate opinion <laughs> I, believe, I believe he treated them a little differently he turned the tables over and took a scourge of uh of probably those uh husks and different things that were uh somebody has said that uh possibly it was that that he made a a scourge of it uh I don't know if it was an actual bullwhip or anything like that. I don't, maybe it was. I, I I tend to believe that it was something that he made from what was there and um it was more like a you know cowboy taking his hat off. It's not like that hat's going to hurt that animal, uh, but it but it makes a move and what he did was he moved them out of the house. He got them out of there. <clears throat> now, let's um, let's pick up here. There are a lot of things that I could discuss here, but I want to just pick up where we are right now, and so that we get to our point. <clears throat> why were they doing this in the house of God? Uh, and that's a that's a good question. <clears throat> and the zeal of the Lord, uh, the the text mentions that uh, uh, the zeal of the Lord just overtook him, and that's why he did what he did. He was fulfilling Scripture. But, I think what happened, uh, and I believe most would agree with this uh, what may have started out, what may have begun as an innocent thing and possibly even a good thing uh, they, they had a temple tax and it they they required a specific coin and um You know, for the temple tax and possibly being people that come in from all different kinds of all different areas of the country. uh, Maybe they had different money. You know, I've been to um, other countries and had to go to the money exchanging place at the airport. And uh, seemed like that when I would go, it would when I was coming back, it was a different animal. (laughs) gained going and lost coming back but that's just the difference in in you know in the currency uh but it was much like that and i believe what they intended possibly and i'm giving them the benefit of a doubt here possibly what began as a as a good thing had turned into something selfish and and something bad um perhaps they were just intentionally uh, trying to uh help people you know, have the right currency to put in the in that offering, and uh, it soon apparently became a, a way to make some money. Um, maybe they maybe they were gaining, uh, just literally gaining this, and uh, from the exchange and and of course all the presence of the animals and things like that in there it just really made for a bad situation. Uh, <clears throat> it had degenerated everything into uh, a feverish. Effort to just make a dollar, I mean that's what it apparently had become making merchandise of that which was originally intended to provide what was necessary to observe the sacrificial service to the lord um, the, the The people who began all this were their greed and covetousness had over <laughs> and overreaching. <laughs> boy, that sounds familiar. I could go off chasing a rabbit on that by those in power had taken the place of service and honor to God. The temple had become dishonored and scandal had become the talk of the town. I'm reading from my own notes here because I do a lesson on this in person at our home church here in uh, uh, Alamo Heights and Baptist Church here in Midland, Texas. We've been doing this on Wednesday night and actually this Wednesday, this first week of January, we're going, going to begin. We're a little bit ahead over there. Uh, so if you're in the Midland, Texas area, and you'd like to come by on Wednesday night, we're we're doing this, uh, teaching this in person. Uh, it's not a whole lot of different material, but sometimes we get a little bit more into detail because we have a little more time uh, to, to address those things. <clears throat> but what happened was the bleeding of the sheep and the cooing of the doves were disturbing the serenity of the worship of the Lord God. And those um, who were enriching themselves and filling their own pockets, that just... Uh, I just didn't sit well with the Lord, so he um, he took care of it. <clears throat> now, I want you to notice something here. It wasn't the presence of money. You know, folks take things to extremes. Uh, it wasn't the, the actual presence of money. I have people that got a lot of weird ideas about things. Oh, I can't have any kind. You know, you go from one extreme to the other. Listen, use some common sense here. It wasn't the presence of money, but it was the way that was being used. It was the greed in the hearts of people. That's the problem. The problem wasn't necessarily with the animals themselves because they used the animals uh, in sacrifice. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, the, the two doves were um, basically for the poor that didn't have any animals or couldn't afford uh, the sacrificial Animals and they could capture the doves because it was basically something they could just, you know, put forth some effort. Um, that's why I believe the Lord, my, my personal opinion, I believe the Lord just uh, spoke to them in a different way because he he was always tender-hearted toward the poor. But it wasn't the presence of the animals or the presence of the currency itself that that was causing the problem. It was the attitude of the heart. It was the greed and the selfishness that had taken place of that worship of God. That's the problem. Uh, That happens today. Yes, it does. And, uh, boy, I could really elaborate on it but i won't because i don't think i have to i think everybody knows exactly I, you know when it turns into hey you need to send me an offering type deal <laughs> you know people make jokes about it and we've done that to ourselves and 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 i don't have any problem with someone saying hey can you help us out uh, uh you know we're we're trying to reach people i don't have any problem with that at all so i, I don't don't misunderstand my point but It's turned into something that uh, folks are just making money off of it hand over fist. I also believe, by the way, that... uh you know, ministers should be full-time. I don't have any problem with that either, and and make their living doing what they need to do simply because it's not that they're trying to gain from it. Um, I believe it gives them the time that they need to pastor God's people. I don't have any issues with that, so let's get all that junk out of the way. But here's the problem. The problem was that these guys were making a profit off of it, and it was for the sole purpose of just making money. That's what the problem was, and the Lord wasn't having it, Okay. The problem is that worship is more sacrificial and not so much commercial. That's the issue here. Um, we're supposed to give unto the Lord ourselves, first of all, and, and worship from a heart of, as Jesus will find out, he said later in chapter 4, we get there, to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth, okay? Worship in God involves getting, giving ourselves and our service to God, not just coming to get something from him. Um, and I hear people using terms and I, I don't mean to be critical. Um, cause I, I think, and, and again, I'm giving people the benefit of the doubt, I think people mean well when they say things. Oh, I'm going to go get my Jesus on or I'm going to go get my worship on. Uh, it's not, it's not an event as much as it is that I need to come to the Lord <laughs> with my, with my hat in my hand, if you will. I need to come to the Lord with, with my heart in the proper, uh, condition. I need to come with, with my, um, my attitude right, I need to to give myself to the Lord and allow Him to not only to bless me or to, to excite me or to get me stirred up or something like that, but that I might offer myself to Him and that I might offer Him the worship that He deserves. That's what this is all about. <clears throat> all right, so enough on that. I won't get off into that any deeper, but basically... Jesus was saying, "This is my Father's house, and therefore my house." Okay, and uh, Psalm sixty-nine nine is where they remembered later that he said, "The zeal of thy house hath eaten me up, or consumed me." And of course, the the Jewish guys they said, you know, <laughs> uh, they always look at it a little differently. Well, what sign are you trying to show us by this? <laughs> you, you probably couldn't see it if you saw it. <laughs> um. And Christ began to talk to them about destroying this temple in three days. I'll raise it up. Uh, they thought he was talking about the the building, and uh, and we're going to find. And I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to give away that secret. Uh, the little thing about not a secret, but there's a little special part about. Uh, um, something I want to mention when we get to chapter 4, but I, I started to say it, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it. <laughs> gonna, I'm going to reserve that because that's, that's pretty special. Lord, just kind of let me see a little small thing that I think we need to see. But they didn't have a clue what was going on. They didn't know what he was talking about because you see spiritual things are spiritually discerned. That's what the, the text, the Scripture tells us. If you're not a Christian, if you don't have Christ living in your heart, you don't have him living in your life. Uh, you're not. You're going to be able to understand only certain things about the Bible. You know, I hear people all the time say, "Well, preacher, I, I don't think I don't understand what he's saying about this." Or they got a weird idea about something that God has said. It's probably, and I'm not judging. I'm just simply saying it's probably because they don't have the Spirit of Christ. They don't understand because they don't have the Spirit to explain it to them. Uh, that's that's the way God intended it for. it to be the things of god are spiritually discerned and if you don't have christ living in your heart and life you're not going to be able to fully understand the things of god you're just not going to understand how it works Uh, so they didn't understand because they didn't they were just going through the motions and how many people today are going through the motions every sunday i'm glad you go to church so I always go to church. I'm glad you go to church. I, I wouldn't tell you not to go to church. But the point is this. How are you just going through the motions? Are you going somewhere where some man's going to open up the the scripture? And by the power of the Holy Spirit, he's going to expound on that scripture and he's going to to share the good news of Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit of God is going to use the Word of God to speak to your heart, and you're going to be, you're going to be changed if you allow God to be. I remember standing behind this not too long ago. I was standing in a service at another church, and I, I noticed the fellow the, <laughs> the pastor preached a good message. I mean, he really he really, God used him, and the fellow in front of me. I wanted so badly to just reach out and put my hand on his shoulder, you know, and say, "Man, uh, you know, my heart was grieving for him, but he probably would have took that wrong, probably scared him to death." Uh, and I didn't. Um, but I noticed he was gripping that fr- the back of that pew so tightly. I could see on either side his knuckles were turning white, and his body was shaking. He was under conviction so heavily and but he didn't move and and again I, all I could do was just say God I, I pray that he'll just give his heart and life to you and that happens a lot and there are a lot of places where the worship of God takes on a a whole different perspective and people they just they're well I don't want to be judgmental I'm just I'm saying are we there for the right reason are we there for to get excited and to be stirred or to you know to receive something from God? are we there to say, "Lord, here I am, I'm yours, you deserve worship, and I'm not much, but here I am, you know, use me and help me and oh my that's that's the way it's supposed to be um God wants to hide his word in us. And I, I wish I had the time to to talk about the fact that uh, our worship should be centered around the Word of God. And the man of God should be preaching the Word of God with unction, I mean, just with the power of the Holy Spirit, because as we hide his word in our hearts, it makes us want to go home and dig into it deeper. And the more we hide his word in our heart, the more we'll remember it when we need it the most. That's the way that God intended it to be. My friend, I wish I had more time to spend with you today, but I don't. And uh, our time is up. (laughs) I'm looking forward to the next episode And I hope that you will join us. Until next time, I'm Jesse Pruitt. This is A Light of Hope.